Like that's the thing people don't realize is like a lot of times people get like afraid of their failures, afraid of the hard things that they've been through. And it's like, well, I'm not there anymore. I don't want to look at that. But often like the, we, the way we look at it is, it's like finding the blessing in the curse. And now it's time for another awesome episode of the Readily Random Podcast. Hey, you could be larger than life, bigger than the world, living out the hopes and dreams of every boy and every girl. You what is happening, everybody? Larry Roberts back with another awesome episode of What Is It? Where Are We? Readily Random. I love it. It's so great to be back in the seat. Uh, talking with Readily Random. I, I, I just, I love the brand. I love the show and I missed it so much. And while no one likes to quote unquote fail, you know, it's kind of like I said in my post, in, in my blog post, I don't, I don't look at it as a failure. I look at it as a tremendous learning experience and I can share that with you so that as you progress through your podcasting experience and your entrepreneurial endeavors, you don't make the same mistake. So let's live and learn together. Speaking of learning, Today's guests are a power couple that are all about education and allowing entrepreneurs to grow and develop themselves as the freedom junkies that they are. They are the owners and founders of the Transformation Academy, and it is Joel and Natalie Rivera. Thank you for joining me today. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you. We're truly honored to be here with you, Larry, and we love your energy. Uh, we love what you bring to the table, so we're just excited to be here with you. And actually, before we jump in, I just want to say something about what you just said that's so important about failure. You know, we always talk about like fail when you start as an entrepreneur, like fail often and fail as fast as you can. And a lot of people like fear that failure process. And that's what holds them back. And for us, you know, we've tried so many different businesses, but we just go head on, you know, don't wait till it's perfect. Just fail along the way, learn from those experiences. And then as long as you're willing to really reflect on what's not working, then you can actually move forward and create a successful business or successful whatever it is that you're trying to do. See, and, and I love that. And I don't know if you have, but I've been spending a ton of time over on this new app called Clubhouse. And that is one of the biggest questions that people have in, when, when they're asking, how do I get started? What do I do? How do I do it? Well, you and I have a mutual friend in Chris Kremitzos of PodFest fame. He wrote his book, Start Ugly. Just start. Just start ugly. It's not going to be exactly right, right out of the gate. Yeah, do your due diligence, but you're still going to, you're still going to have that opportunity to adapt and evolve and change over time and grow into your brand. So I love that you capitalize on that as well. So that's terrific. Introduce me to Natalie. Natalie, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. Actually, I, I, it's so funny you brought up Clubhouse because uh, it's one of those things like people in our circles keep pestering us like, you got to come to Clubhouse. So we're, we're thinking about it, but we'll do, we'll do exactly what you said. We'll be like, we'll just go in there and see what happens. Like we're not, we're not going to try to do it perfect, but that's exactly what has made us be able to be successful. Everybody is always talking about like, learn from success, learn from success, but that's absolutely the wrong way to think about it. Yes, success does leave clues, but it's learn from all of the failures and the trial and error and the different things that people who are successful have done. Not so that you can avoid the failure, but that so you can see their willingness to take chances and take risks and explore. Because uh, even right before we got started chatting here, we were talking about like with your podcast that that you you made a, a name change, a brand change with all of the best intentions, and in the end, you found that your original path was the right path for you. And that I think that more than anything, like that's something that I've always really valued is just trying things, putting it out there, taking the steps, 
and uh, we call ourselves like the anti-perfectionists. Because uh, we're, we're uh, people think we're crazy a lot, especially like when other people who create online courses like we do, it's like we're constantly talking about that you just have to do it with whatever equi- equipment you have. Doesn't matter if every th- word you say is perfect. Like don't don't edit it to death. Just be real. I make up words all the time. So <laughs> yeah, like my students will tell you, like I make up words all the time. Yeah, he'll he'll make up and then he'll just keep going. Like he doesn't go back and correct himself. But that's the whole thing. Is that it's just about. Find find your passion, know your why, and then just keep moving forward, whatever that looks like. And do you think that people that take your courses and get involved with you on that level, do you think that they enjoy it more and they feel that that genuine interaction that you have there when you're creating your words or you make a little mistake and you just keep going forward? It shows vulnerability, not only with you as a facilitator, but as a leader as well. And it seems like it could take some pressure off of your students to feel the same way. Well, I definitely think it's about being real. People want to connect to real people. You know, I think a lot of people go out there and they try to make everything perfectly and stuff like that, but then people can't relate to them. Uh, the reality is just like I, we tell our students, you know, we talk about our failures all the time. We talk about our challenges all the time because we want to know we're no different than they are. You know, we just obviously have added tools through our journey that now we can share with other people. And that's what it's all about is, you know, we learn from them just as much as they learn from us many times, you know. It is a collective journey, and that's what we tell people. You never know, you know, where you're going to find that nugget of wisdom that's going to transform your life. And if you're uh, looking to have it perfect all the time, the founder of LinkedIn said something like, uh, if you waited to launch your, your, your product or services and you're not embarrassed by the first launch, then you waited too long. You know, and we look at like our first courses that we launched, some of the first ventures that we launched. And it's nauseating. It's like, you know, it's like, seriously, it's embarrassing. People really, and, and, and we still have those out there and people really enjoy, we get great ratings uh, on them. But again, it's because people recognize that we're real and then they've also grown with us as we've grown. So, but actually just a funny side note, something that I've observed is that there's been this movement over the last several years to being more real and authentic. And uh, it kind of makes me nauseous when I see it, because what ends up happening is that people are trying too hard. Their authenticity ends up being like basically vomiting their personal stuff in a way that is completely inappropriate and unnecessary because it's like, it's like, just be yourself. Don't try so hard. And I think that that regardless of what type of business you're in, or even if you're, you know, an employee, it's just bring you don't overdo it. Don't hold yourself back. It's finding that balance of being yourself. And also like, you know, with the brand, you're you're trying to present something to the world that people actually want. You're trying to fulfill a need that other people have. So you do have to adapt to meet that need, but also bring yourself And that. That's kind of the journey we've gone on over the last several years where we've really transformed our business into something that's more and more like who we really are. And of course we're getting better and better all the time, but it's always also recognizing the value, like you said, and the things that we did when we began, like they're what helped us get where we are and that it had value. All of those failures and those awkward moments all had value. Sure they do. And, and you know, it's, it's interesting hearing you speak that way. And this is the first time you and I have spoken. I can sense that true authenticity in your tone and in the way that you're presenting yourself. You're just having a conversation right now. I talk to a lot of people and I can tell when they put that, that Gary V hat on or that Grant Cardone hat on or whoever it is that you're inspired by. I was just in a room on Clubhouse 
with Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank fame. You know, you might put her Barbara Corcoran hat on. You're, you're definitely just, you're, you're playing a persona. You're playing a role. And that's when they start getting frustrated because when people adapt to that role, they also adapt to the expectations that they assume that role provides. So if I act like Gary Vee, I'm going to be like Gary Vee and I'm going to be rich and I'm going to cuss and scream and holler and everybody's going to love me. And then three episodes into a podcast, they go, man, this ain't working. This is so weird. I, I, don't, I don't get it. What is going on? So, yeah, I love that. It resonates with me 100% there. And that was what drew me to podcasting was the fact that I could get on here and I can say whatever I want. Now, when I started, I realized there are still consequences. <laughs> so, it, it, That's yeah, life. It is life and, and there's no difference on podcasting, but you can definitely be yourself. Now, I love the fact that you brought up uh, that it was a transformational process, and that, that seems to be a key component to everything that, that you two do. Tell me more about the Transformation Academy and how that came about. Well, it first started when I was two years old, right? And that's uh, way back, brother. That's way story. back. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, just to kind of rewind to how Transformation Academy kind of took off, it really comes down to, obviously, we've been in the personal development space. We've both created programs and curriculums and all the different things of that sort. And we started transformation and it was kind of, we call it being hijacked. You know, I I stopped teaching out of college, uh, teaching, you know, I had the opportunity to go tenure and I was like, no, we rather not, you know, we rather live in a box than live confined to this reality. You know, like we have to follow our purpose. So we took uh, several weeks off. Actually, we went to Puerto Rico and we're trying to find ourselves in our purpose. We came back and we ended up in an extended stay motel, running out of money, but we were still and turned down six-figure jobs because we were committed to whatever it was, even though we weren't sure what that was going to be. And then uh, we went to laughter yoga class, and somebody said, wouldn't it be great to have like a personal development spiritual magazine in the community? And we were like, we both looked at each other. We we're like, hey, that's a good idea. Why don't we do that? You know, uh, even though we had no background in magazine or doing anything like that, but yeah, the only background we had was that I was a graphic designer and I had done layout for magazines before. So that part, yes, but the business side and knowing people in that specific community, like we were just like completely starting from scratch. Yeah. So what ended up happening was that we contacted over 600 businesses and, you know, from idea to then putting it out there in six weeks, we had over 7,000 magazines distributed throughout the Sun Coast region of Florida. But it was like, you know, you're in flow, you know, you're just seeing what, what do you have to do next? You know, not knowing like even the, like a couple of days before we had to print, we didn't even have the money to print the magazine, even though we had the distribution already set up and stuff like that. And someone called us in and said, Hey, I want to buy a year ad and just pay you guys up front. And we're like, Whoa, you know? Uh, <laughs> so then we had the money to, to make that first print. So the, I guess the point is that it kind of, it's about when you, when you get that right idea and it just feels right then our method is we just dive in. We learn everything we need to learn. We make all the contacts we have to do and we just keep going until it's done. And, and it happens to be that that six weeks is, is a pattern that we had, that every business we've started takes six weeks. And we've, we eventually turned it into a program, which actually ended up becoming our first online course. The word transformation, it's like it had started when we did this whole like, you know, we're going to officially bow out of the rat race um, and started this magazine. We had we had a we life had started, coaching yeah, business before We were life that. coaching and it was transformation life coaching. And so that, that word just kind of stuck. So when we were brainstorming the magazine, of course we had like a hundred different ideas. And then like, it's like we got dudged upside the head, like, oh, we should probably use this word transformation again. 
And then it, it's like, it just kept fitting. And sometimes I like to joke that you have to be careful what you name your business. Uh, Cause it, you end up attracting whatever that is to your life. So for you, it'll be randomness, I guess. But for us, behind it just, me, I mean. like, <laughs> yes, exactly. So like for us, like transformation, it became like a way of life, like at a personal level, at a business level, our life continued to unfold where we were always being challenged to transform to another, another iteration of ourselves, another iteration of our business. And so from the magazine, it, it grew, like he mentioned before, we had um, a center and we had a book publishing company and we had the, the coaching and we did events and speaking and training and coaching, all of these different things. So at one point we had like five different businesses going at the same time, which was crazy. <laughs> and I was going to say, and then the, and the, the reason Transformation Academy happened because we were doing training and a lot of conferences and workshops and putting them together. And then I ended up going, we ended up going to Costa Rica and staying in the jungles and doing the things that, you know, you're not supposed to do, like seeing a fruit, you know, as you're walking the jungles and be like, oh, this looks good. Wiping it out of your shirt and put it in your <laughs> mouth or like going into the rivers and, uh, you know, just acting like I remember. Um, Personal uh, fail. <laughs> yeah, I'll come back to that part. But I ended up coming back from Costa Rica and definitely ill. I, I was uh, bedridden for over a year. Uh, doctors couldn't figure out what's happening. You know, I lost over 30 pounds. And the image that kept coming up as I was laying in bed, uh, accepting that I was probably going to die, was that image of me like diving into this river, accidentally swallowing the water and coming out and looking at Natalie saying, this is awesome. <laughs> and I was like, why did I do that? You know. Um, so let me just but, jump in. That's how you got so sick was that you ingested some, some water in the jungle and what, you got a parasite or something or... They thought it was parasitic. Uh, they weren't really sure. So they started giving me a bunch of parasitic medicine that you're only supposed to take like once every three months. They're giving it to me every day because they kept telling me, well, you're so full of parasites. And they were giving me three different medications that literally had me do, having seizures sometimes every time I would take it. You know, and it ended up being someone I contacted a, a specialist from Texas, where you're from. And uh, he said, you don't have you don't have parasites. I looked at all your samples. Stop taking the medicine. The medicine's killing you. And then the last time I ended up hospitalized, they did find that I had an infection close to my brainstem because I always had my white blood count cells high and things like that. So, for, so they were able to d give me antibiotics for the first time, even though doctors kept telling me, you should probably take antibiotics. I'm like, yeah, you're going to give it to them? But nobody would ever give them to me. So, <laughs> go figure. Oh, go figure. But yeah. So after a year of being bedridden and uh, basically losing my ability to even bear, you know, I was in a wheelchair and couldn't swallow food and Natalie was my full-time caretaker. We ended up uh, spending that time really learning about online courses. And it's like, you know, if I die, like what's my legacy? I did all this. We did all this learning and putting things out there for people, but there's nothing concrete. You know, it's like, so creating courses was there wasn't money in it at the time. Like we didn't see that it was going to be as good as it is now. We just knew that I'd rather die knowing that I left the legacy and made a difference in someone's life. And so at that time, like our, our physical business is all basically just stopped. Like we had the, the magazine kept going because at that point we had actually already transitioned to it being digital. And we actually had created a couple online courses like two years before that we created them and then and they just kind of sat there and they still were selling some, but we, that's all we had left. Like everything else had to stop because we couldn't physically be there. We couldn't meet with people. We couldn't speak. We couldn't do anything. And then he was obsessing over learning this online course thing. And 
when he started to feel strong enough, we started recording them even just like 10 minutes at a time. That's, that's where it started. And that was in 2015. So we've been at it five years now. And like, it's like, you just, you never know where something's going to lead, but that was like a transition point for us. And um, a lot of crazy transformation has happened since then, but that was that pivotal moment. And Transformation Academy was born. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just going to say this one real quick. I know that we're like growing up on the mic here. <laughs> this is all about you guys. And that's what we're here for. We're here to hear your story and tap into how you managed to be as successful as you are and create something that's as massive as the Transformation Academy. So by all means, this is we're, we're here to focus on you today. I well, appreciate that. And we can talk all day. So <laughs> uh, one of the things that, you know, it's interesting is that the last time I was hospitalized and I say this uh, for people out there, you know, that they're struggling, whether it's financially, uh, physically, uh, psychologically, and they don't see how their life can change or transform. And I think that we're an example of the reality that it can, you know, we had sold all our furniture because we had no money just to pay our bills. You know, we were basically scrapping uh, every looking at what our neighbors would throw out so we can sell it on Craigslist and make some extra money so we can buy groceries, you know, and then we would go around the neighborhood just to see what anybody else threw, threw out, you know, and, uh, and, you know, we get some good finds sometimes, you know, as we get all excited, it's like, Oh yes, we're going to get groceries. But <laughs> I don't laugh in, at laughing at you. I just laugh with you in the fact that that was your outlook. Oh, yay, we get to eat today. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So Perspective the, is everything, right? And, you know, exactly. we are blessed that we had family that was supportive and things like that. And a lot of them didn't know what was happening. But the last time I was hospitalized, we kept looking over at the water. You know, we uh, Clearwater, the hospital overviews, like Clearwater Beach. So you can see the island and some condos. And I kept telling my wife is like, you know, just keep blinking and we'll be there before we know it. We'll be there. That, that'll be our reality. And at that time, you know, it was just foreign to us. Several months, not even a year after that. Yeah, it was almost a year later. We were living in those condos that we could see from the hospital. So you wow. know, our whole life transformed financially. My health had improved drastically from being in a place where doctors, you know, we were considering, do I need to be institutionalized to be able to take care of my health at this point? Because it was too much for her to take care of. So again, it's just like that reminder of wherever you find yourself at this point, don't let your past or your current event define your future. You know, just keep taking the next step forward. And for me, you know, uh, it was life-saving to create courses because I found my purpose. And, and as I start creating and getting stronger, you know, I would record for like 10 minutes a day and then go back in fetal position because I couldn't get out of bed after that. It's all the energy that I had for the day. Mm-hmm. And I would have a student say, you know, this is really transforming my life. And it gave me life. You know, it gave me purpose. And that's when I, you know, you were talking before and I say, you know, it's, it's not just us providing information and, and growing. It's I, we grow from our students and, and for them, they, they inspire us. They give us purpose. You know, they've helped us grow. They helped us continue to push for the next level because we need mm-hmm. to keep up and help them grow to get to the next level. Yeah, and, and I love that. I love the vulnerability that you're demonstrating here. And Joel, you and I have talked a little bit outside of the podcast here, but there's an aspect to me that you probably still don't know. I don't believe I shared it with you, but eight years ago, I nearly died from alcoholism. Hmm. I was an alcoholic. And I say was because that's just how I believe. I believe I was because I haven't had a drink in, in nearly eight years now, so I don't do it anymore. So I'm not an alcoholic. But my point is, is that I definitely was. And it was, a, I was in a very, very bad way. I did a tremendous amount of damage to my body. I also had a very difficult time getting around because I had done so much damage. 
I remember sitting there on the couch after about a three-week bender of all, all I had was gin. Literally, I don't know how I was alive at this point because I didn't eat food. I was just gone. I'm just gone. And I'm sitting there, and my wife's at work, and I hear this voice that goes, dude, you're, you need to get up, and you're going to reach out, or tomorrow's not going to come. It's just that clear. It was literally that clear. People go, no, that's BS. That, nothing that it was that clear. I had an epiphany that came to me and said, dude, get help right now or tomorrow's not going to be here. It's it. You're, you're done. And I managed to get up and I called a friend of mine. He contacted my wife and wheels started turning. And next thing you know, I wake up in the hospital because I was so far gone. Rehab couldn't even keep me. They go, ah, we can't do anything for him. We got to send him to the hospital. So I did about a week in the hospital. They got me up and running and shipped me back to, to rehab. And I was there for seven weeks. But again, after the fact, I had done so much damage to my body that I was walking with a cane if I walked at all. And podcasting, yours was content creation as well, but it was courses. Podcasting is what gave me that direction, that outlet that I needed to start feeling as though I was contributing again, to start feeling like I had a purpose again. And it's so amazing to see the healing effects of when you find out that you have a purpose in life. Now, as I mentioned before, I had no idea that that purpose was going to take me to where it's taken me today, that I'm going to be sitting here having a conversation with the two of you and talking about success and being a self-employed entrepreneur for, you know, I'm not two weeks, but hey, it's two weeks. It's two weeks, man. I walked away from a 21-year career because even during all that nonsense with the alcoholism, the company that I was with, I had such a tremendous support system there that they, they, they worked with me through the whole thing. It was amazing, amazing. So, so many things just came together that allowed me to jump off the deep end and make a horrific mistake, but then come back. But creation and content creation and contributing back, it's funny how that comes into play down the line. You go, oh, this is where I was supposed to be the whole time. <laughs> yeah, actually, what was so amazing about your story that you just shared is that the, the root of what we do, which isn't obvious from the name or what our, our content is most is focused on at the surface, but the root of what we're always doing is helping people identify their purpose in life and live it and fulfill it because we all benefit when everybody is walking their path, like their authentic path. And your story is such a perfect example because you could have looked at it like this is something that happened to me and how horrible it was. But what you did was you found meaning in it. You saw that had you not gone through this, it wouldn't have led you to where you are. Or even that that amazing company you worked for, the fact that they they were a stepping stone for you. They were a support for you to help you become who you were meant to be. And that without all of these pieces, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly, it wouldn't have helped you be here using your voice to make a difference in the world. And so like, that's the thing people don't realize is like a lot of times people get like afraid of their failures, afraid of the hard things that they've been through. And it's like, well, I'm not there anymore. I don't want to look at that. But often like the, we, the way we look at it is, it's like finding the blessing in the curse. It's like, there's, there's nuggets in there. That, that's, that is what life is about is, is taking these challenges. Everybody has them. They look different for every person, but everybody has them. And it's like, not only at a surface level, does it like build your character, but it's like at a deeper level, who you are is trying to become who you're meant to be through these experiences and not everybody gets it. So cheers to you for like listening to that voice because not everybody takes the messages when they come, but when you do, man, are they powerful? Well, I just want to say thank you for sharing that um, because it, it's an amazing story. 
And I think that obviously, you know, we've talked in the past because you're, you know, we're going to be working together on my memoir and all those things. But, you know, the more that you share your story and that I've listened to your journey, you know, you are true and inspiration. You know, I think that I should be helping you with your memoir. You know what I mean? Uh, Just because I think that you have so much uh, knowledge from experiences and and that you've had so many different experiences that could have defined you, but you've always found a way to move forward. And I think that's what a lot of people need. And and one is understanding that, yes, life is going to have severe challenges. For some people, it will be more than others. But we can't say like my pain is greater because I was basically bedridden. Somebody else's pain might seem small to them, but it's just as real to them, you know? And then really, secondly, being able then to assess, you know, what are things that I can control in this situation? And what are things that I can't? You know, you took control of your life in that moment. You said, these are the things that I can't control. I can't do this on my own. I can't just say, I'm not going to stop drinking. I need to put, be put in a situation where people are going to hold me accountable and help me get through this. And then move forward from there you know, and learn from those mistakes. So again, thank you for sharing. Like I said, uh, you have a very powerful story and I think that it's a story that can make a a big impact in so many people's lives. So thank you so much. I appreciate everything that you said there and Natalie, you as well. You know, I I think that as creators, we have a tendency to maybe tell our stories unintentionally. And and, and I say that in, in the fact that when I went to, you know, of course I did all the things that you're supposed to do as a new entrepreneur. You're supposed to write a book. You're supposed to write a digital course. And I have those, and this is great. I started off writing a book on podcasting, and it's called One Plus One Equals Podcast, and that's the name of my course as well. I wanted to keep it really, really simple. But what I did in order to do this, because I'm a firm believer in coaches as well. I hire a coach no matter what I'm doing. I still, to this day, have a podcast coach. Uh, I hired a coach to write my book. I hired a coach to write my course. And in writing my book, I undertook a 30-day challenge to write your book and become and yeah, it's kind of just a numbers manipulation and an Amazon number one bestseller, right? We all know the trick at this point of the game, but I didn't at the time. My point here is, is I jumped in there and 10 days in, I had been writing my book. I didn't say anything about podcasting in 10 days. I, I went back to where I grew up and some of the challenges I faced there. And then I, this happened. And then this, I was writing my memoirs, exactly what I was doing in a, I went to Laura. Laura Peterson was my coach. I said, Laura, look at this nonsense that I've been writing for, for 10 days. I said, there's nothing about podcasting here. She goes, well, this is what needed to come out. This is what you needed to release. Now, I didn't release that as a podcasting book, but I, I tucked that away. And then I went back in in 20 days, became an Amazon number one bestseller with one plus one equals podcast, where I simplified the equation of podcasting success. I've said that once or twice. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good tagline. It's yeah. good. Thank you. But my point is, is, is that these types of challenges, as you mentioned, they do shape us. They do, they do direct us and they do transform us. And I love the fact that you guys have taken transform and put it at such the forefront of everything that you do. So uh, help us understand more about the Transformation Academy. Uh, you've got a great learning platform. There are a tremendous number of courses just on that platform itself from life coaching to entrepreneurship and so many other components that contribute to both. Help me understand more about that. And what do you set out? What are your goals for the Transformation Academy? Well, it all happened started when I was two years old. <laughs> We've already started. Oh, wow. We've already started. We've been there. We've been there. So a little bit more about Transformation Academy. You know, we have over 400,000 students at this point from 195 countries. Um, I know countries are defined differently. 
and by different people, but it's countries and territories. And, you know, we have 82 courses, like you said, on personal development, on coaching and entrepreneurship. Uh, our main ones are specifically on coaching. And, you know, it's interesting that you're talking about how you've always hired a coach and things of that sort. Uh, we know the power in that. Uh, we always say that you can get a shortcut. You know, why reinvent the wheel? There's people out there that can give you the knowledge, that they can give you the tools. And one of the things that we got into is that we started coaching organizations, individuals, and then training people to do that. So when I got sick is when we said, why don't we share this knowledge? And at the time, you know, we were doing like webinars and, and having it be high ticket items, and, but it wasn't accessible. And that's not who we were. It's like, when we look at our legacy, how can we make this accessible? And we talk about the democratization of education. How can we reach as many people as possible? Still have a business because obviously we're running a business. You know, we have staff and things like that. But uh, to be able to, to have the vision of having people, for example, we've had students in the Philippines uh, where one of the ladies, you know, took a course uh, with five of her friends. And then she was sharing that information in the community. We had someone I always share this story to uh, in Syria, a gentleman that had bought one of our courses and was implementing the happiness course in the community because of the war-torn country. So it's, it's the bigger picture of transformation and what we're trying to do as we move forward is continue to see how we can best serve the most amount of people out there that are really looking to follow their purpose. A lot of these people, they always tell us, you know, since I was little, people would come up to me for their advice, for my advice. You know, it's like I've been a natural coach all my life. So it's basically then helping people develop the tools and then helping them move forward. And when we look at like entrepreneurship and creating, we have courses on creating online courses and things like that. It's because we do want people to share their knowledge. You know, people say we live in the information age, but they don't really understand what that means. You know, we always say, you know, we know people that are creating courses on baking bread, making over $300,000 a year, even though they're not a professional chef, you know. So it's, you know, there's such a big market out there because you're not dealing with just a small market, let's say in the United States, you're dealing with a world population. So whatever you're passionate about, there's someone out there that's passionate about it as well. And we always point out like that reason why we focus on coaching um, and then online courses, they fit together so perfectly. So really it's, you have something that you're passionate about or knowledgeable about. It could be something you picked up over a 20 year career that think about someone who's in year one, how much, how much value would it offer them to know your 20 years of experience? It could be that you've been through hell and back and you know how to get out, that's a useful skill. So it's like, no matter who you are, there's something that you know how to do, that there are other people out there wanting to learn that. And whether you want to teach it through like writing or making a video course, or you want to work with people personally as a coach, there are so many ways that you can reach people because like the information age is about information, but it's also about technology and technology has opened the world. So we can all communicate with each other and share what we have with each other. And the biggest thing, the words Joel used is democratization of education. What that means is that the, the knowledge. Thank you for explaining that. Cause I, I just pretended yes. I knew what it meant. I was like, Oh yeah. yeah. So, so, so for instance, um, Uber democratized transportation, Airbnb democratized hotels. And so what democratizing is, is taking the power out of these huge companies or governments that are the gatekeeper between a, a person and the service or product they want and putting that power in the hands of the individual people. So it's almost more like going back to a trade society. So instead of having to go to a university and spending tens of thousands of dollars or more and spending years and years of your life 
to access information that's held hostage by these universities. Now you can work with an instructor from anywhere in the world that's a specialist in the specific thing that you want to learn, not all the crap that you're being forced to learn to earn some degree. And you have direct access to any knowledge that you want from anywhere in the world. And that is democratization. That's our bigger passion. So what we're doing is we're meeting certain needs in the community and it's ultimately entrepreneurs, but a special subset of that is coaches. But that's not really what we're after. What we're after is being part of this broader movement to make knowledge and skill and opportunity available to people no matter where they are and no matter what they've been through. That is tremendous. And it's a tremendous message and mission that you're on as well. And I have the utmost respect for it. And I appreciate you sharing that with, with all of my listeners. Where can they find more about the Transformation Academy and about Joel and Natalie Rivera? Well, they can just go to our website, transformationacademy.com, or they can Google Joel and Natalie Rivera in Google. And Heck, even if you just Google life coaching, we come up. So, <laughs> But all of our social, the links are all on our site. That's the easiest. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have like a certain handle we use on every every spot. So we don't have that easy handle to tell you to go look for, but our website has, uh, you can connect to us in all of those places. We're in all of them and we have content out the wazoo. We have hundreds of videos on YouTube that are, are free and blog posts. And so no matter podcasts. what, yeah, podcasts, we have several podcasts. So we, we've just got, like you said, you were content creators. We just take everything that we've ever learned and love and valued and our stories and we just share it and share it and share it and share it in hopes that people can take one little piece of, of wisdom from whatever they learn and go forward and, and spread it onward. Beautiful. Well, I want to say thank you so very much for joining me today. I love that we had this opportunity, Natalie. Thank you for joining us. thought I was going to be stuck with Joelle for 45 minutes. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what we're going to talk about, but no, kidding, not really. No, I appreciate both of you coming and, and sharing your stories and telling us more about your direction and your goal and, and how you plan on, on moving forward and democratizing uh, so many aspects of education and entrepreneurship and uh, everything involved. So I, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Well, and thank you for having us, you know, on the show and uh, for giving us a space and for everything really that you do. Like I said, even, you know, hearing your journey and, uh, and I know that you put your heart out there because this is, like you said, it's part of your purpose is what's giving you like a direction. Uh, so there's a different story that you tell when you're doing something out of passion and obviously you work out of passion and purpose. So thank you. You might not see the impact that you make in people's lives because you might not always get that message. Hey, you know, I heard your podcast, you know, six months ago. And because of that, this is what happened to me or, or this is the seed that was planted that grew, that made me more open to learning about different things. You know, you might not see that, but it's happening every day. So thank you for what you do. Appreciate it. Thank you once again. And uh, we'll be talking again soon. Sounds good. Sounds good. Take care. Take care. You can be larger than life.